Hello everyone and thank you for checking out today's episode of Lions Talk brought to you by Hardball Sports Media and Hardball Sports Talk. My name is Brandon and today we are going to review week 7 against the Los Angeles Rams as well as preview week 8 against the Philadelphia Eagles. So if you live in my area up in the Upper Peninsula, chances are you did not get to see the Lions game yesterday and boy did we miss one. Uh... It was an exciting game. I was able to listen to it. I was driving yesterday, had the satellite radio going, and I listened to it from the Rams' perspective. And the Lions, they gave it a heck of a shot. You know, you cannot be upset with this team after yesterday. Uh, yes, we'd rather win the game, but there's a lot of things to like right now. Uh, number one, the coaching staff does not sit back and say, well, We've done it this way, we're going to continue to do it this way, and it's going to work. We saw that with Patricia and Quinn. Like, they had their way, like, in their head, this is how they were going to do things, and they were not willing to buffer. Campbell is willing to buffer, and we saw that yesterday. Yes, he is a, an aggressive coach personality-wise. Like, he's always gone for them fourth down so far this year. He's been aggressive on his play calling and stuff like that. Maybe a little bit too aggressive for my liking, but I appreciate the effort there. So I wasn't really shocked with the onside kick. Uh, Lions took an early 7-0 lead, and then on the ensuing kickoff, they actually did an onside kick and were able to recover it. Uh, got a field goal off that and made it 10-0 before the Rams even touched the ball. The Lions are not a good football team. Okay, let's get that straight. You know, they're 0-7. They're not going to win the division. Shocking, I know. They're not making the playoffs this year. Shocking, I know. But this team is doing exactly what you want them to do. Yeah, again, I'd rather win a couple of these games, but there's growth, and that's something to be excited about. Yes, it's hard to be excited about an 0-7 football team, but we have to be. Like, there's just so much good going on right now in Detroit for the football team, and really, they're not that far away. Now, you're going to sit here and be like, what are you talking about, Brandon? This team is terrible. There's nothing on this roster. And you know what? I actually agree with you. This roster is not good. There's a handful of guys that I could see in the long term, and that's obviously uh, Panay Sewell, um, TJ Hawkinson, and a few other pieces here and there. But overall, this team is not the team that's going to be here in two to three years. And so you got to remember that while we're talking about this team. But what we want to see, are the coaches willing to make adjustments? Well, yes. The Lions did not just sit on their hands and say, hey, you know, we got a touchdown, we got to kick it off now, let the Rams go down and get a touchdown. No. We got the onside kick. Was it gutsy? Yes. But in order to beat the Rams, you had to be gutsy yesterday. Did it work? No, because we lost the game. But I applauded the effort there by Campbell and his coaching staff. I applaud the game plan they had, being aggressive on the onside kick, two fake punts. Uh, DeAndre Swift had a really good play on a screen in the first drive to score a touchdown on a 60-plus yard play. So there's things to build on. And as a Lions fan, I'm really excited, actually. Yeah, again, we lost. So, But Lions fans are a lot happier right now than they were last week, if you ask me. Or I am, anyways, personally. Because last week we got embarrassed by the Bengals. And then you look at the schedule, and here comes the Rams, led by our former quarterback, Matthew Stafford, and it's like, oh, man, Stafford's going to have a revenge game. We're in trouble. What in the world are we getting into here? And I even said it last week. We're going to lose this game 41-10. to 
And what was the score? What, 28 to 19? Like, that's respectable. For the, for the most part of the game, we were within one possession of the, the Rams. On paper, are we a team that is one possession worse than the Rams? Probably not. I I think the Vegas spread had it right at 16.5. But the Lions, they have heart. This team does not give up. This team will play. And that says a lot about Dan Campbell and his coaching staff, that they've gotten these players to buy in after six, seven straight losses. And they didn't win in the preseason either. I don't put any stock in the preseason record. But really, this team, if you include that, has lost nine games straight now under this regime. And you would think that players would be like, man, this isn't working. But no, they keep on fighting. They keep on competing. They don't give up. And I love it. I was talking to, I work at a grocery store, and I was talking to a customer today, and I told him, I said, you know, this team has the chance to win some games. They're not going 0-17. I don't believe that's going to happen this year. Uh, We'll make our game picks here for the Eagles here towards the end of the episode. Um, We'll preview the Eagles and stuff like that and talk who's going to win. Spoiler alert, I think this could be the week that the Lions finally get a victory. Uh, Again, we'll preview that game here shortly, but back to this conversation with the customer. I told the customer, I said, you know, Jared Goff is holding this team back. They could have a couple wins easily right now if Jared Goff was playing at a better level. And Dan Campbell even called out Jared Goff last week after the Bengals game. He goes, he's got to step up. But then he also said everybody else has to step up, including myself. And the accountability on this team, I absolutely love that too. It's not... Throwing anybody under the bus, that's not what he was doing. He was saying, hey, you got to step up. You're the leader on this team. you got to step up, but i got to step up too. And I don't know about you guys, but I would love to have that guy as my coach if I was an athlete. The guy, hey, I'm here fighting with you. I'm here fighting for you. Let's go get the dub. And that's what Dan Campbell is. Is he going to work out in the long term? Nobody knows. I believe he's the right choice for this team for this point. I hope he does stick around because the guy is funny too. But I haven't been this excited about a coach in Detroit in a long time. Now, A.J. Hinch with the Tigers, I get that. You know, I was excited about that. But really, out of the four sports teams in Detroit, when was the last time any of us were this excited about a coach? And really, besides A.J. Hinch and maybe Dwayne Casey, I can't think of any coach that's been like, man, I can't believe we got that guy, and I think this guy's the guy that's going to turn this thing around. And like I said, maybe Dan Campbell is all show, and he's not the guy. But, I mean, he's saying the right things. He's crying during losses because that's how much this means to him. Did you ever see Matt Patricia cry during a game or after a game? I don't recall it. I've never seen any other coach respond like that. This is important to him. Getting this right is important to him. And I absolutely love it. And another thing that I love about this organization right now is if you guys haven't had a chance to watch it yet, go look it up. There's this video going around the internet posted by the Lions of Chris Spielman finding out that he's going to be in the Ring of Honor for the Lions. Great moment. A real good linebacker of the 90s, Chris Spielman. I was unfortunately a little too young when he played, so I don't remember him a whole whole lot. I've seen plays and stuff like that, and he was a heck of a football player. And I'm glad he's part of this organization right now. I think having more of those guys 
get this Chris Spielman's in here, get the Barry Sanders in here, get Calvin back, and let's have our past help shape our future. We've had a lot of good players over the last 30, 40 years wearing the Honolulu Blue, and let's have those guys come in and teach these new Lions how to play football. I'm not saying have them join the coaching staff, but if you're a linebacker and Chris Spielman is in the room, you're going to listen to what he has to say. Same thing with the wide receiver. If you're a wide receiver and Calvin Johnson and Antoine Randall, who's our wide receiver coach, are speaking, you're probably going to listen. If you are a running back and Barry Sanders is in the room, you're going to ask him every question you can think of. And that's what I mean by this. You know, look at the Red Wings. They have former players all over the place. They have Pat Verbeek as an assistant GM, Steve Eiserman, the GM, Chris Draper's around, Kirk Kamalpi's around. You know, all these guys are part of this front office now. And you can only imagine that if Dylan Larkin has a question, he's going up to Steve Eiserman's office saying, hey, how would you handle this? I could be totally wrong, but I really believe that's what Dylan Larkin would be doing. And, you know, and also having Chris Osgood around with Bally Sports, you know, a young goalie like Nadalkovich. Hey, Ozzy, what would you what would you do in this situation? And you're telling me that they're not using those guys to their advantage. I would think they are. And I understand they are their coaches too. But having somebody that's been there, done that in your ear, that just makes a world of difference. And that's another reason why I love this coaching staff because there's a lot of former players there. And for me personally, I learn better from somebody who knows what they're talking about. And I'm not saying coaches who never played don't know what's going on. You know, Bill Belichick, one of the greatest coaches of all time, never played pro football. Or if he did, he played for a very short time. But with the Lions coaching staff, you got Dan Campbell, who's a tight end for a long time. You got Aaron Glenn, who's a really good defensive back. You got Anthony Lynn, who was a running back forever. You got Mark Brunell, who's a quarterback for a long time in the league. So you have all these guys, there's several other too, that spent a lot of time in the league teaching these players how to play. And for me, again, I would be more willing to listen to the guy who's been in the trenches, who knows how I'm, what I'm going through, mentally, physically, and all the other emotions and stuff like that. I'd rather listen to that guy than the guy who knows knows how it works, but that's not necessarily experienced it that's just my opinion on that but that's enough of that rabbit hole uh the lions like i said they had a really good start to the game started out 10 nothing against the rams uh the rams though came back uh matthew stafford had a halfway decent game it wasn't his best game but good enough to win uh three touchdowns for 334 yards through his 300th career touchdown pass uh, so congrats to Matt on that really big accomplishment for you. Uh, Jared Goff went 22 for 36. Uh, one touchdown, two picks. Like I said, Jared Goff is holding this team back. And he did not have a good game yesterday. He's had a lot of bad games this year. There's no answer, though. And we're stuck with Jared Goff for the time being. Uh, and this draft doesn't really have anything that screams franchise quarterback to me. Uh, maybe... Campbell and uh, general manager Brad Holmes feels differently about a quarterback and you know what Brad Holmes I trust him I really do I think he's the right man for the job 
So if he's going to take a quarterback, I think that quarterback might be the right option. I just personally don't see a quarterback out there right now that's worth a high pick. I could be wrong on that one, but right now there's just not a whole lot of college football with the quarterbacks to get excited about. Uh, but Goff, like I said, 22 for 36, one touchdown, two picks, 268 yards on the ground. Jamal Williams led the team with 12 carries for 57 yards, and then Swift had 13 carries for 48 yards. Uh, as a team, they ran for 137 yards, so that's encouraging, you know, getting about 140 yards on the ground as a team. Uh, for the receivers, Khalif Raymond, six receptions for 115 yards. DeAndre Swift, eight for 96 with a touchdown. Uh, TJ Hawkinson, uh, six receptions for 48 yards, solid day at the office for him. Bobby Price, one for 17. Darren Fells, one for six. And Kaderil Hodge, one for three yard. On the defensive side of things, the Lions defense, uh, the Rams scored on their first three possessions. They got 17 points in the first half. Uh, the Lions were down 17-16 at the half. Uh, but the Lions defense shut the Rams out in the third quarter. Uh, unfortunately, the fourth quarter, the Rams were able to get 11 points, and we were not able to score, and that's how the game ended. Like I said, the Rams won 28-19. So... Overall, there's some things to build on for this team, but there's also a lot of work to do. Uh, the defense needs to get some turnovers going. Uh, needs to make more, more stops, especially early in the game, to keep them in the game. Uh, but I like the aggressiveness of the coaching staff. And, yeah, let's move on. Uh, let's look around the league, uh, around the NFC North, see how the NFC North teams did this week. Uh, first off, the Green Bay Packers played. The Washington football team uh, won that one 24-10. Uh, Aaron Rodgers threw for three touchdowns, uh, no picks, just another Aaron Rodgers day. The Bears were completely embarrassed by the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, 38-3. In that game, Tom Brady threw career touchdown pass number 600, which is by far an all-time record. I got a text today from one of my good friends asking me, you think he's going to get to 700? And you know what? He could. He's only, what, 97 away from that, I believe now. And he plays for five more years, 20 touchdowns a year. That gets him that 700. So if anybody's going to do it, it's Tom Brady. As for the Lions' Week 8 opponent, the Philadelphia Eagles, they lost the Las Vegas Raiders 33-22. Jalen Hurts went 18 for 34, threw two touchdowns, was sacked twice. And the Eagles, their leading rusher was Jalen Hurts. So the Lions have their hands full here with the mobile quarterback. Um, we'll see what kind of game plan they have. Uh, official, My official pick for the game is the Lions will get their first win of the season this week. And I will say they beat the Eagles 28-24. I think the Lions will keep it close, and I think this time they'll be able to hold on and secure the win this week. Uh, thank you for checking out this week's episode of Lions Talk, brought to you by Hardball Sports Talk. Uh, tomorrow on this channel, we will be discussing the Detroit Tigers. Uh, so be sure to tune into that if you're a Tigers fan. And also, uh, if you are interested, we also do a show on the enemy Wildcats hockey team, the Detroit Red Wings. That episode aired on Monday, so check that one out if you haven't yet. The Detroit Pistons on Fridays. And on Thursdays, we have a YouTube channel posting videos on Thursdays. Link for that's in the description. Uh, thank you everyone for checking out today's episode. 
The link for the YouTube channel is in the description. Also, links for Facebook and Instagram are in the description. Be sure to like and follow those pages. If you have any comments, questions, or concerns, email the show at hardballsportstalk at gmail.com. Uh, thank you, everyone, and I hope you guys have a great day. I'll talk to you later.